Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tech Check with Kay and the Citizen Crew. It's me, Cheryl Carla, back in the driver's seat, and we are ready to take you into 2023 with the latest updates, previews, and reviews. Our team joining us today is Sean. Say hi, Sean. Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> hi, Lyle. Hi, Cheryl. We've got Davina in the producer's chair. And guys, welcome back. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. Was the festive season break good for you? What did you guys get up to? I was just at home. December is usually a time where I detox from all technology. I didn't even put my personal laptop on for the entire December. Same. I, I obviously worked, so I did use my company laptop. But other than that, it was just chilled vibes, family, prize, <laughs> the usual. Good. Yeah, I think it's important to have healthy balance with your technology. Unfortunately, I was sick this December. I actually had mumps and it knocked me out for the whole of December. And you know what was the worst part? The doctor said I couldn't have any fuzzy drinks. So yeah. <laughs> it was just crazy, yeah. But on the bright side, that means I could stay in bed and I could game. Yeah, that's the blast point. I also do the whole break from technology over the festive season, especially social media. I do not read WhatsApp messages. I do not check emails. I did play Cyberpunk nonstop for a week. Awesome. It's been 18, not 18 months. It's been, it's been a year since I played Cyberpunk and I've been back. I went back with all of the recent updates and patches and it's a completely different game. I had so much fun. Three, two, one, fight. So now that we are back to the new year, we will be kicking off today with a special guest joining us. Everyone, meet Marseille Bester from Lyle's favorite band, Asus. Hi Marseille, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Hi Cheryl, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're glad to have you here. We've been actually wanting to do this podcast for the longest time. She sent us the Zephyrus Duo 16 and also the Rock 6 gaming phone. Tell us, what was the hype around those gadgets at the Asus office? And then we will tell you how Lyle here at the citizen <laughs> okay so let's start on the phone obviously that's the biggest hype because it's the first asus branded phone to come to south africa um we've been getting people asking for years for when the rog phone is coming and finally last year we managed to get it into the country as far as i understand the first gaming phone in the market and it's specifically built for gamers. I mean, like, you won't necessarily use the other features as you would expect, but it's a really good gaming phone. It has high-end specs. It has the best screen you can imagine. It's built for mobile gaming. Mm. It was a beautifully designed phone. You paid attention to detail, and that's also something that Lyle pointed out. The charging ports, everything on it the was lights. so precisely designed. It was of amazing. you need RGB on it. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah, so we decided to bring in the base spec, and... As we all know, there is a ROG Phone 6 Pro, which is the higher performance version, but we're not bringing that spec into South Africa yet. We're kind of testing the market with a base spec and then we'll see how it performs. And then when the next gen launches, we will probably bring in a few more spec options. What's the difference between the regular one and the Pro spec-wise? It comes down to RAM and storage capacity. They run the same CPU system on chip. It's basically just a higher end spec option that you'll get. The base specs are like the screen resolution and the system on chip are the same. Yeah, I was I was super impressed by the screen. It's like just mind-blowing in your yeah. face. It's a 175 hertz screen on a phone. 
Yeah. I hope the new one comes soon. You make a plan. I can send you one for yeah. a while. <laughs> <laughs> what else stood out to you about the phone, Lyle? Well, just just the gaming experience. Also, the buttons on the side of the phone. Uh, it's, it improves your your gaming experience by tenfold. So, if you are a mobile gamer, and I know like a lot of legacy gamers will. Word I want to say will snob. snob. Yeah, will be snobby about mm. it. But like a lot of people play games on their phones. I found myself like I'm not a mobile gamer, but when I don't have data on my phone and it's load shedding, I'm gonna play a game. That's what I'm gonna do. I think it comes down to the games itself. I'm one of those people who was a mobile gaming snob, but that's because mobile games back then it's Candy Crush. Yeah, which that's I, what you go to first. Exactly. I play those games. I'm not gonna lie. I do play those games. It's the fun thing to fill your time with but I'm not going to call myself a gamer when I play Candy Crush but also back then we didn't have gaming phones capable of playing console games on a phone and now we do so I think the definition of mobile gamer is going to change drastically as we get these new phones coming in I think that changed when like Call of Duty and Fortnite started really picking up on mobile okay and then uh, I see there's a wide array of cases is that readily available as well not currently so as you've probably seen in the box you do get quite a nice hard case that's shaped to actually show the RGB on the back but we don't have any third-party support currently for cases in South Africa. Ah okay. Uh, Same with you get those additional add-ons which is like the cooling system that you can add onto the back. So those aren't readily available they can be imported and they are made directly by ROG but we're not currently bringing them in. Lots of things to look forward to. Now, Marseille, you've brought us other gadgets to play with. Tough gaming laptop, the F15. Yes, I brought that today. And you said this is popular among students. So, yeah, this is part of the tough range. The Ultimate Force is what it stands for. It's Asus's lower-end or budget gaming segment. So this is the segment that we use to get people into gaming because it's more affordable, but it's still very high-powered high spec. This particular one, the F15, comes with an RTX 3050 GPU, a Core i7 Intel CPU, 16 gigs of RAM, and a 512 gig SSD. All those in itself is a really good package. That's not bad for a budget laptop. Yeah, and it sells for 25,000. Oh, wow. So one of the things that I really like about Asus is that it's such a reliable brand. When you buy an Asus, you know you're getting a good product, but also at an affordable price. Personally, I don't much understand the Apple I as the price and performance <laughs> ratio you get is quite small. And you walk away feeling as if you've overpaid for something. Acer seems to always find that sweet spot. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You get quality for that, what you pay that for. That is something yeah. we do really good, especially in the local market. We have a different strategy for South Africa. Obviously, you can't do the same strategy all over the world. Here, we do find that the lower to mid-range devices do sell much better. So that is the biggest part of our like marketing and sales strategy is to focus on those easy, accessible devices that still offer really good build quality and really good software and hardware options. So, yeah, that's where the tough machine obviously comes in into the gaming segment and then on the more consumer segment we have vivo books and i know you played with the vivo book 
over December as well. The Vivo I actually have a Vivo book. They're really good devices as yeah. well. Mm. So those Bad are the... Life, like I'm, I'm, I'm a Zen book person. <laughs> See, Zen book is more premium and that's where you get the really nice yes, quality. I'm an ROG person, personally. <laughs> yeah, cream of the crops. Does this laptop have an OLED screen? No, it does not. I think that's where the costs were cut yeah. on it because OLED screens do push up the price quite intensely. <laughs> but coming into this yeah, almost all of the models that we're launching going forward are OLED displays. Wow, that's like something I've been asking for for years. Even in the entry level. So we have our three to 5,000 Rand laptops that are the mass drivers. We sell a lot of those. We're even bringing OLED to that range. Wow. So they're getting OLED. What do you take that down to? Because I think whenever a technology is new, you always start out with this premium price, but then as the years go by, they do tend to decrease. It's exactly that. Um, I think OLED technology was still quite new, let's say even just three, four years ago. The only place you really saw them were on TV panels. Mm and phones. But in laptops, it wasn't common at all. I think Asus was one of the first brands to bring OLED to laptops, at least in South Africa. It wasn't common at all. So we're only now seeing our competitors putting out OLED into laptops. And it's at this point so common for us, we just putting it into the whole range. Well, I, I will say like, it's such a stark difference between a normal screen and an OLED screen. It increases your enjoyability tenfold, like not only when playing games, like even just working. So anything that can make your work more enjoyable I'm say I'm all for it yeah. it's less eye strain yeah. you're on less blue light you have a more immersive experience if you watch movies and speaking of OLED what really caught my attention at the recent CES was the spatial visual technology that Asus has now announced in two of their laptops. Can you tell us more about that? Well, that's the big... So normally CES is where you get the really interesting weird tech. So obviously that's the standout feature. It's coming to the our one Pro Art Studio book. Have you used the Studio book before? I'll get no, you one to review it when, when they land. Yay. Um, and then the VivaBook Pro, which you've had now, um, the new one will also have the spatial vision option. Basically, that offers you the opportunity to see 3D on the display without using 3D glasses or goggles or VR. It's very interesting and feels like a very fringe technology. It's naked eye 3D. But it's naked eye 3D. and It's it's, amazing. I think it's aimed specifically at industry people, designers, 3D developers, engineers, people who need to view things in 3D as part of their work. That's who that's aimed for. I don't think people should expect it to be a normal thing for daily like Netflix on daily consumer viewing. I think it is something that will be more so used in industry. Mm-hmm. So, so 3D designers can yeah. see all of the details in their files and make edits without having to open the prototype in a separate layer. Yeah, I'm not that clued up with 3D, but I know that it's a game changer for 3D creators because it will just streamline their workflow yeah. so much. I actually thought 3D died in 2014, but the funny... <laughs> The funny thing is, it's like it was just starting to get good at 2014, which was the height of 3D for me. There was like LG had this TV that had like really good 3D and it was 4K, 4K had just come out. But it was super expensive. So, I mean, I'm not a designer, but I'd like to play with 3D. Yeah, yes, I think same. it'll be nice to experience. I think everyone's so everyone's been asking us how we want to see this. We want to experience it, obviously, because it's new and exciting. But for a normal person like even me, I wouldn't invest necessarily in a laptop 
like that because I know I won't use the full capacity of it on a daily basis because I don't have a need for for that. Do you think eventually in a few years time as the technology becomes more available it would probably be more common to use it for watching TV I and 3D depends, movies? I think it depends on the content, right? So as long as there isn't a lot of really good 3D content options for normal viewers and consumers, we won't necessarily see that become the norm. We will probably only see that once a lot of content is available in that format. But at this point I think the big focus still for sales and looking to get displays to people is uh, the OLED displays and 4K displays. So that's just the best thing for normal consumer viewing. If you're mm. going to watch Netflix on it every day, that's what you need to look for. Sean, yeah. when you edit videos, would you appreciate an OLED screen? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the color would be much better. That lack of reflection on the screen always comes in handy. And it, like I say, the, the color is the main thing. When It you has very it. accurate color rendition. Yeah, mm. when, when and you it's, grade and your it's Immersive. My, my mm. thing is with games, it's so immersive. It's, you feel like you're actually there. It's a different experience yeah. altogether. Yeah. yeah. So do you know, you know how OLED display technology works? Can no. I explain it quickly? You okay, can. so <laughs> <laughs> we love learning. <laughs> it's really interesting to me. So where normal LCD panels have their pixels, all of them are backlit. So there's always a light at the back of it. So you'll always have that kind of light emittance and never get true black. With OLED, each individual LED can control itself. So it can go on and off by itself. So when you perceive black on the screen, those LEDs are actually turned off completely. That saves power and it makes it extremely dark. And that's where you get those extremely uh, vivid colors as well because the black is so dark. The vibrancy and there's a lot less light bleed as well on the sides. As yeah. Well. So bezels can be made much smaller. Yeah. I love exactly. Yeah, same. I want to really appreciate <laughs> everything the screen has to offer. The other thing I really appreciate that's coming to most of our lineup this year is a 16 by 10 ratio. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's Me so and Cheryl were having a, a word about that the other day. It's yes. super interesting. But it's funny that the 16... 10 is the closest to the golden ratio. So the golden ratio is basically the building blocks of everything that we like know. Design, yeah. Yes, so your the, the shape of shells, the shape of the human ear, of anything in our body, they all follow the 16-10 ratio. Display 1610 is close enough to that ratio, which is why it's just naturally it's appealing so much to more us. Appealing, yeah, you so don't even know why you like it. It's yeah. just perfect, but it's because it so closely follows the golden ratio, the That's golden awesome. mean. I love that. Sean, what would you like to see more from Asus? I really enjoyed the gaming phone. Uh, I didn't have much time with it. You but and me both, we like had a crazy a, December. Like a good quality device. I would love to see Asus perhaps uh, do a budget version of that phone. A lot of the entry-level phones are not able to play a lot of the games like Call of Duty, Apex Legends, Roblox. You have issues with it when you play on lower Android versions. But if Asus could have that, the good technology, the good CPU, but then cut back on the RAM and perhaps on the storage so you can still have everything everything you'd, you'd expect out of a ROG phone, but at a much cheaper price point. Is that like for your son though? Is that for your children or for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that, that would be more for my kids. Yeah, okay. Definitely more for yeah. my kids. Okay. So I can tell you that even though it's possible for us to bring in a lower spec, when you cut down on spec, obviously you will cut down on performance. And as part of the ROG brand, 
that's not necessarily a great thing. But what I can tell you is that we are looking at bringing the phone into mobile network options. So that would give you the ability to apply for a contract oh, that's with amazing. a phone. Um, that's not confirmed at this point, but it is something we are looking at doing. So, that would be so, awesome. so Masa, here's, here's an idea for you. You brought this tough laptop for us. Why don't ASUS have a tough phone lineup? <laughs> That's a really good idea. I'll take it up with R&D. <laughs> Yeah, like tough would be a good alternative to ROG. There is also the Zenfone, which is the Zenbook, the ASUS side of the phone range, which we're not bringing in. We did decide on the ROG phone because ROG is such a well-known and loved brand in this country. And the lights. (laughs) Don't forget the lights. (laughs) Let's not forget the lights. (laughs) But yeah, so that's why we decided on ROG Phone for now. It's an interesting market and we can't bring in everything that they have globally. There's actually such a big range of devices and mobile devices and wearables from ASUS in the in other regions. We keep an eye on our markets and make sure we're only bringing things that apply to people here, that they'll be able to afford, that they'll be able to buy and like, and they, they know the brand and they want to buy the brand. So I can tell you that we do plan on bringing in more ROG phones. Well, I'm, I mean, you can see the success of the ROG phone because of all the awards that you won last year. If you guys can have a look at Marcus Brownie's channel, I think he gave Lots of praise to the ROG phone. It's mm, one of his best know. phones for 2022. And I, I can say I didn't get the pro one, but the one that I played with, it's a supreme experience. And if you are going to go out and buy an Apple or Samsung S22, which Sean is very fond of, it's a very good alternative and you can play games on it. Yeah. So you're going to upgrade to an ROG? I, I think you should, Sean. Well, um, at the moment, I'm still enjoying my, my S22. I don't know if uh, the ROG phone's in my budget. <laughs> <laughs> S22 is is currently like the cheapest of the premium phones out there. What's the and price on that one? So if you're looking at a contract, if you're looking on a 36-month contract, it's about 500 bucks a month. And the cash price? The cash price. The cash price is 27,000 right Okay, yeah. ROG phone's cheaper. It's so, cheaper. So they changed it now to um, 36 months so that you pay more. I saw, I've It's very sneaky, mm. very sneaky. I'm yeah, not you, happy you, about you that. You barely get 24 months anymore. It's, it's yeah. sad. And, and, and how much mobile data do you get with that? Yes, it, I think I get 500 megabytes. No, man. <laughs> That's not How serious? do you live like yes. this? Wow. <laughs> but obviously I've got Wi-Fi at home, okay. Wi-Fi at so the office. So it's just for when you're so on the way. it's just... When you're in the, on the road, basically. That's for sending SMSs. That's GPS, <laughs> GPS data. <laughs> and you can download your playlist, so it's fine. Yeah. I, I just want to say, Masai, thank you so much for bringing all this stuff to us. And I'm super excited to see what ASUS is going to do in 2023. Yeah, definitely. Are you already in 2024? I'm in the future a little <laughs> bit. I see that, Lyle from the future. <laughs> yeah, once I get some of my CES samples in, we have we'll have a really cool Zen book as well, which I'll send you away. And we have a very very exciting gaming machine launch, which I cannot speak about right now, but that's happening. Eighteenth um, of February. Yeah, twentieth now. Twentieth of February. Oh, somebody's counting down the days. <laughs> of course <laughs> I am. Of course yeah. I am. So there's a lot of exciting things happening this year. I think people should keep an eye on the ASUS and ROG social media pages. We have we always have really cool competitions running as well. So it's it's worth it. It's mm. 
So we can't, you can't say what it is now, but we can guarantee you that it's going to be big. We big. will have yes. big. We will have the review <laughs> and everything up when it happens. And we are going to have fun with a tough laptop that you brought us. We'll do the whole shebang. We'll do the video and we'll do the review. And that will be on citizen.coza once it's ready. And that's it from me and the Citizen crew. Till next time. Stay awesome, Gotham. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.